Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the One Up Podcast. I'm your host, Guy Drinkle, and today I am joined by one of our previous guests from the First Person Shooter Pod. And no, it's not a Call of Duty pod, so it's not Leroy. <laughs> it is Marco Lopez. How are you doing, my friend? I'm good, mate. How are you doing? I am excellent, excellent. It's that time of year. It's Christmas. There's time off. People are more available for pods. It's great. But I don't know when they're going to be released. And it's yeah. Of course, and there's Steam sales, good movies, uh, all sorts of crazy end of year retail discounts to take advantage of as well. Exactly, exactly. I mean, when the January sales hits, that's when games like Watch Dogs 2 get bought, <laughs> Dead Rising 4, it's a great time. Um, <laughs> but today, I've got Marco here to talk about the uh, flavour of the month, so to speak. Um, obviously, Star Wars Rogue One was... Res- was released last week. Um, we have both seen the film. Um, we won't say any spoilers, but um, Marco, did you enjoy it? I absolutely thoroughly loved it. Um, it's my favorite film of the year, which is saying something, considering uh, my comic comic pod colleagues will be quite disappointed to hear me say that. <laughs> and uh, I... I, I, I consider this... Um, I was that impressed that I consider this to be the second best Star Wars film. Um I, I I really really liked it. I think there's just so much they do right, and 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 as a as a film, it's just in, incredible. But I don't want to say too much because then I'll immediately start spoiling and steal the part today. <laughs> All right, um, just a quick spoiler: the Ewoks win. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> but yes, it was a great film. If you haven't seen it, uh, we're not going to spoil it here for you. Um, but do go watch that film. It is fantastic, and I agree. It's only seconded. Um, to uh, number five, which was a work of art. Um, but yes, Star Wars. Um, obviously, it's made a huge impact. It's, it's the most, probably the most popular film series ever, or certainly in the conversation. Um, but in terms of video games, Marco, um, does it have a similar impact? Do you think does it has an importance on? Does it have an importance on uh, video gaming history? I think. 
it's it's not necessarily s- sort of something that defines like you don't have a lot of Star Wars games that have necessarily defined uh, some of the culture uh, in the sense that you know you might have uh, a lot of games that have come in and, and maybe redefined a genre or they've redefined certain game mechanics or whatever the case may be. But I think what's interesting about what Star Wars has done is it's managed to keep a relevance right up until its its early games, uh, which started in the 80s, and, and I'm, I'm far too... Even that's uh, way too long ago for me to have played them. Um, but mm. what's, what's interesting is, uh, I, I guess the, the interesting dynamic around, around what Star Wars has done is because of the universe, because of the way the universe works, a lot of its games either you know sort of stick to to the 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 core stories or, or themes coming from the films and it might be retellings of the films so you might play uh star wars the phantom menace game and it literally is the events of the film in game form that but then you'll get other things like uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yes and then and then you might get other things that are offshoots uh things like republic commando which is set during the clone wars but tells a a, a story on the side or you might even get something which we have to spend a lot of time on, of course, something called Night Star Republic, which tells the Star Wars story uh, in the universe, but it goes to completely different time, completely completely different places, completely different characters, but it's just just as compelling, it's just as interesting. So I guess it's about the fact that the universe can pretty much set itself anywhere and across so many different genres, and that's what probably makes it quite interesting how Star Wars games have worked over the years. Mm, it, it, it is. It's one of those things that's always going to sell. But if they're always going to be a good game, that's maybe in question more recently than um, than we've seen in the past. I mean, I think we had a Connect game Agreed. for uh, Xbox One where you had a lightsaber, which was pretty crap. And um, uh, the newest Battlefront is. Uh, we won't go into too much detail on it. So I know Marco hasn't played it, but. It was just lacking something. It didn't feel that special, especially when you're considering that this is the uh, same company that made Battlefield, um, especially Battlefield 1, which is fantastic. Um, but yeah, Battlefront has something missing. It seems like it's too tethered to the films and it's kind of limited itself in terms of... It's, eh. And you kind of see Princess Leia being able to batter Darth Vader, which is kind of weird. Um, but anyway, we'll move on from uh, Battlefront. Uh, well, the newest Battlefront. We'll talk about the other two, because they are fantastic. Um, but um, I just want to do a quick comparison, because obviously you mentioned that Phantom Menace is basically just Phantom Menace, which is a crap film, apart from the last few scenes. Um, and pod racing. I like the pod racing. Um, but if we compare <laughs> Phantom Menace, which was kind of... I was pretty young, as I said to Marco before we started the recording. I was five when Phantom Menace came out, and I can't remember when. I can't remember how old I was when I played the game, but I must have been a couple of years um, do that. And as I said, the Gungan map. I think that was probably the first time I broke a controller. Um, but Marco, we've obviously seen Phantom Menace. It was kind of a weird game, and then we had later, a few years later down, when probably in the two generations of consoles later, we had Force Unleashed, which kind of. Um, modernized the star wars video game brand it was something different something new so what do you prefer personally something that sticks to the films or something that goes completely away from it um i think i think a lot of it depends on on, on what it's trying to do because uh i mean your so, so my, mem- my memory is a bit longer so i'll i'll, I'll throw a couple yeah. of other curveballs at you um 
The reason I, I probably, if if, yeah, if I had to stick my neck out, I prefer something that sort of isn't set to the films per se, is because, as an example, um, if you've had the opportunity to play Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2, uh, exceptional game because of the fact that it's it, it's set uh, about a year after the the events of Episode 6, uh, in insofar as films are concerned, and it obviously tells a very different story and it introduces and embellishes on characters introduced in the first Dark Forces. And it's a very compelling story. And it's the first time that you actually get the chance to sort of craft and build a Jedi, which I think is a, as a game mechanic is something that, that, um, uh, the developers of all these games have, have, have done, you know, in, in, in mixed with mixed success. If if you're talking about a faithful retelling of like what you see in the films, I actually would like to pick out a game called X-Wing Alliance, which people a lot of people haven't necessarily been able to pick up and play. But one of the cool things about that is that it starts off, you know, sort of telling these side stories, but eventually it culminates in you being one of the pivotal players in in, in that massive fight at the end of episode six. Mm. And in that game, you fly everything. If you want to fly a TIE fighter or a TIE bomber or a TIE interceptor, or you want to fly an X-wing, B-wing, A-wing, the Millennium Falcon, whatever you want to fly, you can fly it. I, don't think, the, I think the only thing you can't fly is like a Star Destroyer because, you know, it's a Star Destroyer. Um, <laughs> but... but uh, I mean, that, that's sort of a faithful retelling. But if I look at the, the, the games that I've enjoyed the most... Um, in, in in terms of staying faithful to the material or telling a, a separate story in the universe, Republic Commando, Knights of the Old Republic, even Battlefront, which, you know, funnily enough, Battlefront 1 and 2 do, and I'm talking about the original ones here, not uh, not the relaunch uh, that, that we obviously had last year. The crop um, <laughs> They... Well, what they do is, 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 is they do obviously mirror a lot of the, the core fights and the core moments from, from the films. But they've also managed, especially Battlefront 2, managed to bring in a couple of, you know, some of the other planets, some of the other worlds. And, and that was actually pretty cool. It was actually sort of brought a whole different dynamic. So I guess, you know, for me, I'm not, I'm, I, I, I like the modernization, obviously, because, you know, as the technology improves, it's great to see this stuff come alive in, 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 a, in a slicker way. But I think it's more important to, 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 to get the story right and to get the concept right. Because even though, for example, Knights of the Old Republic is, what, 13 years old now? It's still an exceptionally, exceptionally oh, good Jesus. game. <laughs> and, 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 and well better than, than most RPGs you'll play now. Um, 100%. Does that make sense? 100%. It's, 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 uh, is, is it one of the most underrated games going? It must be. It's a classic. I mean, I was prob what prob. Oh, I must have been about nine or ten, and I couldn't put that game. I never finished it. I couldn't put that game down though. I ain't. Mean, it pissed me off and no end. But <laughs> it was. It just kind of. It just grabbed me. I mean, just wandering on that game. I mean, just the ability to wander around in the Star Wars universe. I think. That's what people really want from the Star Wars universe. And I think yeah. Knights of the Old Republic kind of did that. Uh, obviously, there is the MMO um, RPG version, uh, the old uh, Knights of the Republic, or whatever it's called, um, which I have not played because I did the whole World of Warcraft thing, and I can't be asked in another one. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, Knights of the Old Republic is special. But um, if we go into that more... Um, on more detailed. I, obviously, I said I didn't really finish it, but obviously they had a sequel as well. It, uh, what ma- what made Knights of the Old Republic special? I mean, do you want to just dive into the story a little bit? Because I, I can't remember lots of it myself. 
So what what they did with Knights of the, of the Republic is they basically took a, a storyline that starts 4,000 years before uh, Episode 1. And episode one of four, I can't recall exactly. And effectively what they do is they, is they talk about a, a, a period in time where, um, there's a lot of Sith and a lot of Jedi. And you, it's, it's, it's intriguing how, how, how the game starts because as usually it does that whole trope where, you know, you wake up and you cannot remember who you are and amnesia and all those good things. But what becomes intriguing about the game from a story perspective is the fact that Slowly but surely, they introduce all these really compelling characters. You find out you're mixed up in what is a a, a, a sort of an undercurrent to to a larger war between uh, the Republic at the time and and, and this growing Sith threat uh, led by uh, a nasty guy called Darth Malak, who's got uh, a whole Darth Vader vibe going with a with a visor over his over his mouth. Um, and 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 then this mythical other Sith Lord called Darth Revan, who no one knows where he or she has gone. Um, they, they they don't even you know it's, it's a sort of uh, uh, they don't know what's happened to to Revan. And effectively, you become embroiled in in this bigger fight because of the characters they introduce. And I think I think I think two things are really. Uh, uh, sort of highlight why this game landed so well and, and sort of brought to the consciousness because the only, the, the only game that, that I, uh, that had come out before where you'd sort of crafted a Jedi and started like saying, okay, well, this is now you building a lightsaber. This is now you choosing which force powers you want, blah, 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 as you, as you craft it is, is kind of the, the, the dark forces games or, or, or the Jedi Knight games. But this now obviously brought in an, an RPG element. So, there was a lot more character development. There was a lot more interaction with other people in the world. You met different characters. You went to other worlds as well, which uh, you, you mentioned talking about exploring. Um, and eventually, as the story developed, it, it was just so, so, so well written. And and uh, as as the story became, uh, as you got into it, you, you just eventually started finding all these different twists and turns because of also the way the characters would react to you. Um, there's some characters who... Straight out will will just not engage with you very well, depending on how you choose to re- react to certain situations. Eventually, you start crafting yourself as a Jedi, and if you choose to to be sort of a light sided Jedi or a dark sided Jedi, you, you're going to have different core relationships, and you may find like it's it's quite quite interesting to have um, you know useful character X who doesn't like you because you're on the dark side. Similarly, I mean, some of those other characters, um, it, it, it's funny. In, in the new movie, there's a very special new droid, which, uh, and, and I'll leave it at that, but <laughs> that, that, speci- that special new droid is not my favorite droid in the Star Wars uniform, universe. My favorite droid in the Star Wars universe is HK-47 from Knights of the Republic, because that is the funniest, most crazy, hilarious, and damn downright violent droid I've ever seen in the game. <laughs> he's... he's I mean, I, I still, I still call people, uh, organic meatbag to this day, um, if, if I want to be snide, um, because that's sort of how he references you in the game, which is really, really funny. Um, and it's just, it, it's those little things. It's, it, it, it was just such a beautifully, wonderfully, amazingly crafted RPG. And it, and it's kind of, you know, the stuff of dreams at the time of how, um, a Star Wars RPG should be built. Mm. Now, did the sequel live up to the first one? <laughs> if you've played it. Uh, it, it, it didn't, it didn't, but, but, but I think to some extent, dude, that's like comparing, you know, 
a great game to a good game. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic mm-hmm. 2 is a good game, and I, and and I actually think in in many ways it's got a far better, a far more interesting and and compelling villain than than Knights of the Old Republic 1. It doesn't have the same twist. Oh, by the way, let me just say the the twist in 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 the first Knights of the Old Republic is insane. It is the most and and it's one of the reasons I wish they'd do a movie. They won't though because it's not considered canon. But it it the twist is is absolutely mind boggling. I, I I never we, saw it coming. And we I'm need thinking, a fun made George film. Yes, <laughs> up. Ah uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh yes, I've seen it. I've actually seen it. It's well, it's it's on YouTube. I need to actually watch it. I've seen the 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 the, the link to it. Yeah. Um, there is a but, Darth but no. Maul film. So, so I thought. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Also, also I've seen that as well. No stress. So, but but not all public too. Look, the mechanics were there. They improved some of the, the some of the gameplay um, um, elements as well. But the story just wasn't as tight, as compelling. Mm. Um, different developer as well because it went from Bioware to Obsidian, and I just think uh, Bioware are far better um, storytellers than Obsidian. But it still was a, a a very good game. Yeah, I think anyone would struggle to take a Bioware game off Bioware and. Uh... Uh, and try to build off it. I mean, Bioware's special. I mean, look at Mass, look at Mass Effect, look at Dragon Age, all fantastic. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll move on from Knights of the Old Republic because it's fantastic, and hopefully, it's um, continued or redone in some sense by Bioware. Um, but we'll we'll talk about um, Battlefront a little bit, as I've said about the new one. It's um, not great, um, but we'll we'll only touch on this a little bit because it's first person shooter as well. But was the first two special because you could literally it was so easy to just jump in as a Jedi or a Sith, and then you felt like you were one of them. I mean, when you played as Yoda on one of them, um, it was just insane, and when you played as Darth Vader, mm-hmm. it was like, oh my god. Oh. You could actually take over the universe, <laughs> which he actually did, and that, I think that's yeah. what made it so special. I mean, you could literally fly with Darth Vader just because he could jump. It was so good. Yes, I remember uh, that. Um, but obviously, you you've mentioned in well in previous pods, you're not one for the classic first person shooters. Um, but is this a classic first person shooter, or is this is this just the perfect blend of story and um, first person shooter set in such a brilliant cinematic universe? I think I think it's more the latter, and I, and I think you know, especially Battlefront Two, um, the the key thing for me, what what makes the game so cool, is just the fact that there's there's a lot of variety to the gameplay. So you're not going to have the situation where um, I mean, yes, you can play it as a straight up first person shooter, and 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 all that works. You and and the nice thing is the game is able to to settle this different variety. So if you wanted to play as a Trade Federation droid in first person, you can. If you want to play as a stormtrooper sniper set during the Empire, you can. If you want to, you know, so, so sort of mix it up, you you can do that. But at the same time, um, it, it's 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 that it's a different game modes because. The, the single player component there is actually really good, and there's a very good campaign behind it. But then obviously the multiplayer is also very layered, and and all those different modes between capture the flag and capturing specific uh, uh, spots, or, or just you know sort of straight out death matches available. But then also the fact that they that they they were clever enough to also think about almost using those those core characters as generals. So what would happen is. Um, you the the game had this cool feature where if you racked up especially if you're playing in multiplayer if you racked up enough points um or enough kills rather 
you then earn the right to bring on one of those uh, big bigger characters onto onto the field, as it oh, were. Yes. And I mean, this and this was everybody. This was not just Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker. It was uh, General Grievous. Now that's an insane character oh, to use because he of was so Vader. good. It was, yeah, good fun. Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, you had Han Solo, Chewbacca, Yoda. You could play as the Emperor for goodness' sake. So all all these different elements, which which was just so cool. I mean, I think I think they kind of understood the fan service that they were that they were trying to achieve, and just made a really insanely fun arcadey style third person or first person shooter. And that's uh, and that's why it's la- that's why it landed for me. And I, and and I almost get the feeling that. Maybe to some extent, what the new one failed to do is kind of remember that that's the core of what I mean. It looks the new one looks cool, but it doesn't play cool. If that makes sense, that is pretty much spot on. It plays like mm, I don't want to say Battlefield in a Star Wars skin because I don't think it is. It just feels like it's too serious for what Star Wars is. I mean, Stormtroopers and Clone Troopers in um in the Star Wars universe, are pretty much just in the story to die. That's their job. Yet on this, they seem... <laughs> they, they, in, in the new one, they, they seem too strong. I mean, like, you can... Well, you can kind of ho- not hold your own with Darth Vader, but if you get Darth Vader out range on, on um, the new one, it, you can fight Darth Vader as a Stormtrooper. It's like, no. You can't yeah. fight him. Or not, not Darth Vader, probably Luke Skywalker. But, Getting me sides mixed up, um, but yeah, it, it it just feels like it's too it just it, it's it's tethered too much to the cinematic universe in terms of in characters and setting. But it feels yes. like it just feels like a general shooter when you when you realise what you're fighting against. I mean, it doesn't really sell Darth Vader as as this bloke who's conquered the universe, as I said with the. Um, with Battlefront 2, where you could literally fly and you could, like, kill everything in sight unless you came up against another Jedi. Um, but on this, it's just, it's too easy to get beat by something stupid. And, like, I mean, like, you can you can have a fist fight with Han Solo. I mean, it's just a bloke. It's just a bloke. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the same. I, I don't want... Darth Vader could battle Leia with, like, just blinking at her. <laughs> oh. If... It, it... In 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 fact, given no no actually no, it's a spoiler I can't say it. I was I was going to say something about the new movie, but I can't say it. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I think you know what I'm referring to. Yeah. Is it is it uh, one of the later scenes? Yes, I, yes. And, and it's just it's just totally evident that what you just said. <laughs> yeah, you don't but, piss off. But yeah, Darth I mean, it, 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 <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. And 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 you certainly don't. Uh, but. Well, what was I going to say? Battlefront, funny enough, uh, the older ones uh, had those funny moments, and 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 it it made sense. Like you might like respawn and in an accidental moment right in front of one of those like really large Trade Federation tanks and mm. get like blown off. That makes sense. Like like uh, th- that makes total sense. But getting yeah, getting out punched in the first fight between Hansel and Darth Vader, if you're Darth Vader, is, doesn't doesn't sound right. <laughs> oh, it, was, it was just annoying, and there was no and there was no story. I mean, it's a Star Wars game without a story. I mean, everyone knows the Star Wars story, but we want to play the story, man. It's, it's got the characters Agreed. we want to play as it, and then um, which I think they've announced that uh, on Battlefront. I don't know what if they're going to call it two or two point one or something, just to just to get rid of confusion. Um, but the the new one that will probably come out in the next few years um, is going to have single player. So hopefully, 
they listened to the fans, which seems to be one of the bugbears that um, fell out from the last one. Uh, but Marco, shall we move on to the game that never was? <laughs> yes. Yes. Big, big sore pointers. Oh, it looks so perfect. And there was not much to look at, but 1313. Um, <laughs> it. It looks like that you played as either Boba Fett or a bounty hunter, which sounds yeah. freaking awesome. I, there isn't much footage. I mean, there was screenshots. I think there was screenshots at the same time Battlefront was being made, and I think it kind of got lost in the pack when EA got the license in three or four years ago. Three or four years ago, I think. So it kind of just got lost, and I think it just kind of fell when they were dev- when the licenses swapped. But thirteen thirteen, Marco, what what? What were your thoughts on this game? What possibly this game could have been? It, it it was another example of the whole thing that I mentioned earlier, where you know you you can extend this universe into other into other patches and other genres and other executions that just you know gets people excited and makes sense and still sells sells a great game. Because here we were, it it probably wasn't going to involve Jedi. It probably wasn't going to involve. Um, you know, a lot of the characters we, we, we see typically in all the big films. It might have involved Boba Fett and that was, that was obviously quite interesting. But even if it didn't, even if it was just a case of you almost are crafting a bounty hunter or some, you know, nameless bounty hunter. That's even uh, more in, interesting. <laughs> yeah. In, in, in an underground area of Coruscant. That, that for me was the most interesting part of it. Like CD Star Wars. Like, come on, that sounds cool. And then you've got this whole element of almost, it's almost like um, uh, uh, creating your own sort of backdoor version of Han Solo uh, uh, in that CD underworld, and, and and having to to figure out how to survive and how to push your agenda in this world. Because the the the, the thing is, you you we kind of forget that where the films often uh, concentrate on on all the core stuff, all the core stories at the top of the of the tree, and you know all, all the bigger players in 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 the larger battles of the universe. There's lots of little things that happen underneath the surface, and and yeah. Star Wars thirteen thirteen was was that kind of game. Yeah, it, I don't think I don't think the films do a a great job of setting the scene on how this war has affected the people. I mean, all you see is soldiers. Yeah. You don't really see the town. Well, in the, in the new one, you kind of see the towns, but it's in the middle of a desert. I mean, what you yeah. expect? <laughs> um, um, but yeah, you don't re- you don't really see how the economy is and stuff like that. And this this looked like the game where it's shown you. I mean, we're going to talk about Mass Effect um, in a little bit, but I think Mass Effect does that really well. How war times affected certain parts of the city. I mean, the Citadel is yeah. all all new and shiny, and then you end up going to new parts of the Citadel, uh, old parts of the Citadel, and it's an utter shit all. Then you got a planet, and it's just it's just run by um. Uh, criminals and stuff like that. You don't see that in Star Wars games. And this looked like the one where you were going to see it was going to be Jabba Hutt's paradise. It was just going to be the underworld of Star Wars and it was just <laughs> it was just so disappointing how I think that's pretty much lost. It looked like the perfect game um, to start off this new generation of Star Wars games under EA. But it just, it's just not I don't think it's going to get made. Which is no, sad. No, it doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like it. But we will move on to something that is getting made. Um, Visceral um, have shown footage of the 
their games at uh, E3. I think in the last two years, they didn't really show much the year before, but this year they showed some behind the scenes, and I think they showed a little walking demo. Uh, but obviously, Visceral uh, are famed for making some excellent games. What was it? Dead Space? Uncharted? Yes. Uh, yes. The two uh, Godfather games? Uh, not uh, I, I don't know about Uncharted, but definitely the two Godfather games and and uh, and Dead Space, and then you've got Battlefield Hardline, you've got Army of Two. Oh, um, ooh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so mixed bag. Although although the Dead Space is certainly um, the Dead Space strategy is certainly a very a, a very good uh, uh, grounding to 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 go back on. Mm. So and. Uh, well, I just remember that Uncharted's obviously Naughty Dog, so, you know. Whoever the video I watched of the uh, footage is bullshitting me. Um, I, I will link <laughs> I'll link him on YouTube so I'm not just being an idiot here. Um, but yeah, that's obviously this is Naughty just Dog. because you haven't played The Last of Us yet. <laughs> it's not my fault. I'll get it after Christmas. <laughs> It'll be cheaper. Ugh. <laughs> This is, I, this is well, I have to get a good. No, I'm not getting in the controller debate. I'll have Sam Maguire tweeting me for the next 24 hours. Um, um, but yeah, uh, Visceral Games obviously made made some great games. I think Dead Space is the one to focus on. Um, I only played free Dead Space free because I'm yeah. a little bitch <laughs> and I don't like horror games. Um, but oh. Dead Space is probably one of the most gripping and tense experiences and i only played three which is meant to be the light one in the series which doesn't easily. fill me with hope <laughs> yeah, easily, easily the, the 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 i actually finished it two days ago it's it's easily the most pleasant experience of the three. <laughs> yeah and <laughs> and the lifts were terrifying in that game especially the stupid circly ones in the snow um, <laughs> god i hated that game and loved it at the same time um but yeah, Visceral Games, uh, We I don't think we have a title yet, so we'll just kind of talk about what what we expect. Um, so as we said, they make Dead Space, which is obviously fantastic, but it kind of looks like it. It kind of looks like a third-person story-driven fighting game. Um, so what, what do you expect from Visceral Games? Obviously we've got the Bioware one that hasn't really had anything said about it yet, but what, what do you expect, Marco? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, if, if, it, it, it's hard to derive stuff for the screenshots, yeah. I suppose. It, 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 it kind of looks a little bit dead spacey in that there's a, clearly a third person perspective element and, and I'm guessing there's either going to be a, a combination of uh, a blaster or, or a lightsaber or some, or something like that uh, involved. Uh, whether it's a sandbox, I'm not sure. Whether it's a, a sort of a bit more of a linear style that mm. you know, very similar to Dead Space. Yeah. Uh is, is it remains to be seen. I I think actually there is a gap for a sandbox type type thing in uh, from a Star Wars perspective. because typically even even a Knights of the Old Republic or um a Jedi Outcast or Force Unleashed, you've you know, stylistically all those games have always had, you know, very specific limitations within Within their, 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 their worlds. They don't, they don't necessarily feel as open world as, as, as they might imply. Uh, but I'd, I think, I think it would be interesting to see if they're gonna, if they're gonna bring in elements of, um, 
the way that if, 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 if there's one nice thing that the visceral did pretty pretty well from dead space which i'd love to see them bring in here is um that they've got a nice idea of, of the physics because a, a lot of the physics in dead space are really really good in terms of the way that you interact with your environment um be nice to see if they can bring that in but i think the most important thing actually is just a damn good story and i guess it would be interesting to see if they choose to just like we discussed earlier are they going to retell the stories we've seen on film or a piece of it or are they going to go somewhere different i personally would love them to go somewhere different just because again that that's sort of my preference but uh they may not feel that way i don't know it it seemed well i think um on some on some of the trailers and gameplay demos or whatever you want to call it or uh, screenshots it shows the banner of i can't remember what the uh new faction's called that, oh yeah, that um, symbol. Yes, I'm yes. Trying to as well. Is it new? Is it New Order? Y- yes, I think it is. Wait, wait. I'm, I'm trying gonna, to I'm think if that. that, that I'm, I'm trying to think <laughs> if that Star Wars or if it's V for Vendor. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, there is a. Uh, uh, I'm. I'm gonna. I, live. Live googling right, happening right now as we. Uh, try and find it. It looks it, it looks like it. It looks it like it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna put elevator music yeah, it on sounds... <laughs> But it's 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 first order. First order, there we first go. First the first order, order from the force of yes. Yeah. It, which which kind of I kinda of would make sense. Yeah, so it kinda of look it may it may not be it may just kinda of be in the world of that film, so you kind of have the political and um economic impact on the universe but maybe you just have a, a sandbox experience in that um universe which i think is probably what would be best for me um yeah really uh, i agree that the sandbox thing is needed um and i'd like to I, I i wouldn't mind a linear game like dead space but it's the star wars universe and uh, i don't want to be reliant on one bioware game to have that experience i'd like to have two and I think Visceral would be very interesting to say. I mean, as you said, Dead Space is is a fantastic story-driven um, trilogy. But the the Godfather game they did they delivered kind yeah. of a sandbox game where it, well it was it was just fun. Obviously, it was set around the uh, um, Godfather films, which it can kind of draw similarities um, with this. Obviously, you got two iconic um, cinema. Well. The third Godfather's a bit shit, but we'll call it trilogy. We'll call it trilogy. Um, <laughs> it was still good, but it wasn't as good as the other one. Um, other yeah. ones, but yeah, it was kind they of. They can do open world. Yeah, where the Godfather film was literally just the game version of the film. It was literally scene yeah. by scene, which was fantastic. But I don't really want to see this um, with the Star Wars universe. But it kind of shows the can do a film adaptation into a game. But um, yeah, it's kind of hard to describe what we want to see, but it would be lovely to see a sandbox game, which is different from Bioware, because I think we, at this stage, we all know what to expect by Bioware, and that is something that is fantastic, and is rarely going to get match, matched. Um, but, Marco, seeing as we've pretty much covered the Star Wars games, I mean, there's plenty of standouts over the years, but shall we move on to something else that EA, EA has um that publishes and Bioware makes. Shall we move on to something that is fantastic? Of course. I think we should. Um, I thought we might as well do two gaming parts to this pod. 
Um, because I know Marco loves Mass Effect as much as I do. So I thought we'd do the second half of this pod on Mass Effect. Um, so Marco, in terms of gaming trilogies, and it's going to have a fourth part soon, which may be unrelated, we don't really know at this stage. Is it right up there with the best? I I, I believe it is, because I think that you'd be hard-pressed to find a trilogy that, that consistently delivers across the board. I know people have got concerns about, you know, there's... There's clunkiness with the first one, and there's and there's some so, some disappointing payoffs with the third one. But on the whole, when you look at the broader RPG experience that all three games offer you, it's it's really hard to find any RPG trilogy that does that. You probably have to compare to things, you know, works of art like The Witcher. And even then, I'd argue The Witcher's The, the Witcher can't hold up, uh, uh, you know, as a whole. Grab you. Two did not grab you, yeah. um, The Witcher Two. Yeah. But I think the only one I could think of that may compete with it, Bioshock. Yes, but and, and funny enough, and funny enough, you you then have to sort of, like there's that whole debate about the fact you know Bioshock Two was you know different people and and even though it's actually mm. a really really good, good good game in its in, in its own right, there's there's uh, almost like a, a a weird poor cousin element. I, I <laughs> let, let me put it this way: I, I'd say. I'd say Mass Effect needs to be spoken about in the context of like maybe the Arkham trilogy. I think it's that right. good. Oh god. Um, I forgot about that. I love the <laughs> Arkham trilogy. That's for later yeah, mod. We're it, doing that in we're doing that in uh wait well. I don't want to break the news, but we're do, we're doing Batman uh, later. Awesome. Awesome. But but yeah, I, I, I think it's highly rated because I think there's you know Mass Effect in particular. I mean, the Knights of the Republic kind of showed people that that Bioware can do RPGs, but the Mass Effect trilogy is 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 sort of the the trilogy that really solidified just how good they are, uh, especially from a storytelling perspective, which is what what makes Mass Effect so good. It's a really really compelling story, and it's the kind of thing that that is just you feel like you're playing a space epic. And that's exactly what it is, and that's exactly what you should be feeling. Yeah, it, it, for me, it, it's one of my favourites. Um, but you brought up Arkham, so I don't want to discuss that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, my, Mass Effect is fantastic. I mean, for me, I didn't play. I didn't play the first one straight away. I, I can't remember when I got it. It was like the late stages of Xbox Three. So it was before Three came out. But I got. One and two for like eight pound, and I played. I think I finished one wow. in two days, and then Mass Effect Two I actually took my time with because it was that fantastic. I mean, Mass Effect yeah. Two is is in the conversation for best game. The work of art. Yeah, the work of art, yeah. Mass Effect Two, just if you haven't played that game, it's it's available on backwards compatibility for Xbox and. If you haven't got, I don't know if PlayStation has it. Uh, you can get it on computer, but if you if it's not available on PlayStation, sell that piece of crap, get an Xbox, and buy Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, wow. <laughs> I, I'm I'm making people go team at Xbox. Um, but yeah, your fa- what is what's your favorite character from Mass Effect? Obviously, there's three huge games there with different casts but is there any character that kind of grabs you oh. maybe not Shepard let's count let's count out Shepard because he's kind of just you but anyone who made that game better for you oh there's so many and and, and, <laughs> and, and, and the problem is 
that they're all so cool for different reasons. But I mean, like, okay, um, Garrus for obvious reasons, because I think Garrus more than anyone in, in, in that whole series is, is the guy that almost like, you know, you, you, whether you, you choose to enter into a relationship with him, um, or you choose to just sort of keep him as a, as the, the, the really core brother sidekick. He, he fundamentally is, is so core to your, to your path as, as, as the character of Shepard in the game. And he's also just a, a total badass. Uh, Miranda Lawson, um, there's no other reason I like her other than the fact that she looks like Yvonne Strahovski and was voiced by her. Um, and she's kind of <laughs> cute. Um, the elusive man is one of the best villains oh. I've ever come across. Big and I mean, just just the whole concept of him, the way the way he was presented, the way he was sort of like like that dynamic. Um, he's one of the reasons Mass Effect Two is such an exceptional game because he's such an intriguing villain. Because you always know throughout that game you're working for a bad guy, and yet you're also working for a good cause. It's it's the ambiguity is awesome. Uh, Jeff Joker Moreau, who is brilliantly voiced by by uh, Seth Green. I mean, it's he's so funny, especially when he's busy sitting there flirting with you know his ship, um, and it's really quite funny that then Edie ends up as his hot robot. That's quite funny. Um, <laughs> Erdnot Rex is just a proper badass and he, and, and he's, just he's my know, guy. Awesome and he's my guy. I yeah, love he's, Rex. he's very. I like him in free and when then... he's not part of your group. That's why I like Rex. <clears throat> um, yeah. Obviously, obviously then... he's there is a choice that he isn't in free. Um, uh, well, we can't spoil one, it. Yeah. We can't spoil it. I mean, years old. Yeah. Um, if you don't want spoilers, just ignore this bit. Um, obviously, um, Rex is what is he? A Krogan. Obviously, he's a Krogan. There's a mission yeah. in two where there's a race called the Solarians, where you can help wipe out the Krogans, who are a warmongering race that kind of. Just try. They're trying to take over the world, aren't they? There's warmongering yeah. monsters. Um, and if you if you decide to uh, destroy or destroy the uh, Krogan race, Rex hates you. And I think he I think he dies, doesn't he? I think you end up having to kill him. Uh, I didn't I didn't pick yeah, that option because I'm not a dick. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah he dies. Um, so obviously in, in the third one, it kind of affects. Um, your experiences in the games, but do you, can we? Do you want to talk about that? How how all three link together? Obviously, in the first one, there's not loads of big decisions. Obviously, you have to pick between Ashley and oh, what's his name? Caden. Caden. Yeah. And and then in the second one, uh, there's so many choices. <laughs> um, it, I think it, it, it it's scary scary how many choices can have a knock-on effect that you don't think affect anything (laughs) it's it's, it's also the scale of them um one of the interesting things that i I sort of try and do with the game because of the fact that it uh it it allows this is i try very hard to 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 take a different um a different approach with with some of the key decisions in, in different playthroughs so for example um a character who well, the last character I was going to mention sort of as a as a favorite of mine, but but uh, one who I just I I, I, I so so basically what happens is Morden Solis. Morden Solis is really funny. He's a very funny Solarian, very offbeat. Another memorable character from from Mass Effect Two. There's a thread that you can pull on in Mass Effect Three where you end up betraying him, and it is one of the most heartbreaking things I've played because you you feel like a total 
piece of like I mean it, 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 because it's 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 one of the most in, incredible things about what this game does is that it allows you to sort of almost um either mirror your 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 core belief structures or your core decisions and then you know I think typically that that's how everyone plays this game the first time they'll do what they would do in real life um if there was you know if Mass Effect was real but then in 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 other playthroughs I've like okay well now I'm gonna be not me. I'm gonna try and be like a total nasty guy and 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 just not not do that and betray people and and just see what happens. And wow, you sometimes you get more than you bargain for. And and betraying Morden Solus, betraying Erdnot Rex, it's 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 heavy. Um, and 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 even though they're not necessarily my favorite moments from the game, they they're, they're very powerful moments. And and it's fantastic that the game allows that thread to be pulled because. Uh, that's why Mass Effect 2 in particular is such a good game because you end up redeveloping strong relationships with each of, each of these characters so that when you lose them or when <clears throat> they're, they're, they're threatened or, 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 or in danger, you, you do feel a sense of personal responsibility. You, you, you do, t- do take up that role to make sure that uh, they're going to be okay or that their sacrifice is not somehow, uh, uh, you know, sort of at random or in vain. So it's, it's, it's really awesome how they, how they structure that. Big question is Marco. The first time you played two, how many people did you save on the first yeah. ending? <laughs> so, so, so ironically, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm picking on Morden here, but I mean, this is the funny thing. I, I, I can't remember what, what item or thing it is that I didn't pick up, but I only lost one person, and that was Morden Solus. And I was furious because, like, why did I lose one? Like, at least we lose like three. I mean, three is like okay. I messed up a lot, but like to lose one, it's kind of like implies oh damn, we're so close. Um, <laughs> but, but and 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 the thing is, he was so funny. I, I was almost like, no man, come on, get rid of like the 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 tattooed, uh, 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 you know, sort of grumpy, grumpy, uh, angry chick or or the or the boring Talia. robot. You know, no, Talia, nobody that? nobody cared yeah. about Talia. Yeah. Oh, agreed. agreed. I think I lost about three or four. I mean that that sequence where you're losing people or nearly losing people—it's the most heartbreaking or tense moment in gaming history. I mean, it's yeah. just, you don't know what's going to happen. It's just so bad. It's so bad for the heart. I mean, I couldn't take it if I didn't know what was going to happen. But uh, I think that made me play it again and get the right ending. Because one, I wanted the achievement, and two, I was not leave. I was leaving no man behind. Uh, Morden yeah. sa- survived, though. I sent him back with the first survivors once you get off the ship, and he survived. Ah, uh, nice. He survived. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think, I don't think I did that. I don't think I did that. I did, I did something completely not that. <laughs> <laughs> I think Miranda survived, which was important because Shepard's got to get some. He's got to get some. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. He's got to get some. Uh, oh, what was he called? Was it Jackson? What was the What was the bloke called? Jacob. Jacob, Jacob. Taylor. Yes, he yeah. died. He died a painful yeah. death. He wanted that suicide mission so bad, I'd given him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he died. Um, but we'll we'll move on from the endings because. Um, well, we'll move on from the ending of two. We still have to discuss three, which is a bad point. But um, before that. Uh, we'll have a favorite moment um, thing. What 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 are your favorite moments in the uh, trilogy? Um, I 
it's it's really hard to pick out because I mean like, like there's so many different moments of humor and there's so many different moments of um, um, massive significance. I I really enjoyed the suicide mission from start to finish because of the fact that it just you know it it it, it really felt like there was a great payoff in the way that the game built up to that moment and and how it delivered it and 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 that was, that was that was obviously quite powerful one of the best reveals in the game though for me and probably is my favorite moment again i want to bring it back to the elusive man um i've never encountered a villain like that before uh, uh up to that point because yeah, shout out to martin freeman for that he was fantastic. sheen oh, martin, martin sheen, sheen, martin sheen. sheen. Yeah, yeah yeah martin he, sheen bloody he, hell. <laughs> But, 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 but like, but that's the thing, right? Like, and, and that's the, the awesome production value of this thing. You know, real, proper, fantastic, uh, 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 Hollywood A-list type talent involved here. And Martin Sheen managed to create a character who not only was ambiguous in, 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 in the moral standpoints that you're sort of trying to figure out, but more importantly, you're like, half of you agrees with him. Half of you starts thinking about, you know, sort of, the, the the threads he's pulling from a storytelling perspective and, and, and you're almost keen on trying to see, you know, what his point of view is. And that's what makes him such an interesting and compelling uh, compelling villain. Obviously, he goes very almost extreme to one side in Mass Effect 3, so it kind of makes it a bit easier to to, 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 to stand against him. But in, in Mass Effect 2, it, 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 it feels so interesting to, to, to every single time you encounter that guy. Yeah, I think in terms of video game villains, I mean, in terms of one who you don't directly fight, he's just there. I mean, you work for him for a little, for more for it. Um, and it's it's all about the bigger picture, and it kind of leads on to free perfectly. Um, but yes. for me, uh, I think it's number two, where the Solarians um, giving a speech about holding the line, it, I love that scene. It was so passionate. Yes, I remember that. Oh, I, yes, of course, I remember that. I remember that. That was so cool. That was that, so that, cool. It, it, it felt like a, a war set piece almost to it. Yeah, it was. It was something out of a film. It was fantastic, and I, I think that's actually entered my own <laughs> vocabulary. I think my my mate, who obviously plays um, <laughs> Mass Effect as well, he he knows when you say hold the line. He knows. He knows what that means. You do not lose that line <laughs> um, <laughs> but we may, we'll have to touch on the, the sour note that is Mass Effect 3's ending um, but firstly I, I'd like to say that Mass Effect 3 actually is a very good game it's just got a weirdly yeah. weird ending I mean just to set the scene it's you've got four or, no, is it four, four or five options in this weird thing where you've decide the fate of the universe and you've got this what does the little the little kid represents fate or something like that doesn't he or some stupid thing he, uh I, I, i've got to remember now he almost he almost re- represents like the, the the i don't know i suppose to, to a large extent the higher power in the universe the natural natural and... balance of the universe or some bullshit yeah it's weird yeah. It's weird. Basically, basically, there's this spectral little kid who's narrating your choices, and um, it's like you can destroy you can destroy technology, you can befriend technology, or you can get controlled by it or something, something like that. It's weird. So, you, synthesis uh, uh, annihilating them, or, or, or kind of um, 
trying to con- or, or trying to control them. It's like yeah, you have yeah. destroyed control, or you kind of just get both equal rights or something. It's weird. And you can uh, also walk away. Then you can either you shoot can also the kid. walk away. And you can walk you. away, or you can shoot the kid. <laughs> and yeah, it was, he, it was all. He, just... get, he gets pissed off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then it was, as we said, Mass Effect's up there with the best trilogy. But for an ending, is this possibly one of the most disappointing things ever? Obviously, they tried to fix it later on, but a crappy little cinematic where all three of the ending or the three main endings are basically the same. Not great, is it? Um, so I, I kind of, I mean, I mean, the, 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 and maybe this is just sort of the way, the way my, my, my playthrough ended up. Mm. Mine kind of, just because of the way that I, that I'd gone through, it, it made almost a, a fair amount of sense for me to go with the, with the synthesis end, ending in, in respect of how it all tied together. Yeah. But, but particularly because, um, when I first played through, I'd been pretty sympathetic to the Geth and to um, anything, anything sort of AI related. Uh, I hadn't been same. sort of much of, yeah. However, um, I, I think the 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 three weaknesses in the ending come from the fact that one, you don't really have this big epic boss battle, which almost feels like it needed to be there, especially considering that, especially in Mass Effect. Uh, in but in the first one and the second one there's there there is that that dramatic end battle that uh, that sort of uh, you know sort of brings it together and pays that off. There's it it doesn't feel satisfying um, in respect of the whole journey to 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 that point, and it almost feels a little bit like there there was this uh, a, a meaningless non-point to it. I, I you know what it is I I kind of felt like. Um, in, in in the Matrix Revolutions, I don't know if you remember that film. You mm. you get to the end point, and and the architect between the architect and Agent Smith, you're kind of like, listen, there's no point. You can't beat this, blah blah blah. And and somehow you've got to find a, a, a that, that that alternate route that that sort of you know brings in uh, the right ending from their field. And it's almost like Mass Effect Three needed needed that that ending. Um, not necessarily, not necessarily saying that the, the revolution's any work, but the 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 point is exactly as you say. It al- it almost felt like there needed to be some some way of saying, no, you know what? Where's the ending that that allows that allows you to 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 destroy without? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, some might argue destroying without consequences might not necessarily be be correct given the whole theme of the universe, but it just felt like it. it you were kind of boxed in by by what the ending was was trying to say to you, uh, mm. and 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 the big thing is because like for me the big thing I think they were trying to say with the ending is the fact that there's this larger sacrifice that Shepard's going to make for the universe, and that kind of gets lost. And I also don't know if that's what the fans wanted. I I, I guess I guess what's interesting is actually the fans really had that very passionate voice, and because of that fan pressure. Uh, Bioware went and went and created the extended cut, changed the endings a bit, expanded the endings a bit uh, to 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 try and respond to that. And the st- it still wasn't great at the end, and even with the extension, it was still all a bit samey. Um, but I I, I, I yeah. kind of see why they went that route because the the whole well one of the main premises of Mass Effect is your choices have um, 
a, a huge impact on the universe and your choices of like you can wipe out a race i mean you can wipe out two races obviously i think in one you can wipe out that um ancient races of the insect people um which you don't really see yes um but yeah i, I kind of see why they did it but i think they needed to to have a kind of a set ending, not one that you could choose, but one your choices it, your choices lead to an ending, not one that you can choose. Like um, if people have played The Witcher, obviously you get you get three definitive endings with um, little things uh, differing now and again. But you, however, you I don't want to spoil The Witcher because I'm I'm not that evil a person. But basically, how you treat <laughs> someone um, impacts the ending of the game and. You get the ending you're given. You don't. You don't need to choose your ending. And I think that's what Mass Effect needed. Sense. I think it just needed needed sense. one that was. Oh, you've done this. This is your ending. I think that's what it's needed. Um, but we'll see with the new one um, how the universe has been affected. Um, but Mass Effect Andromeda. It seems to be moving away from the Shepard trilogy. Or I hope it is. Um, but Marco. What have you been impressed with what you've seen? If you have seen anything of it, I don't know. We both love the love the trilogy. Have you been keeping up with the gameplay demos and um, trailers and stuff that have came out? I've kept up with some of them. Uh, the 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 weakness of the trailers, I suppose, is the fact that we haven't got um, any sign or any signal of you know what 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 are the compelling other characters that 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 you're hopefully going to be building up relationships with. Mm. And and I kind of feel like that's that's got to be a core thing that they maintain in the Mass Effect universe because uh, make no mistake what what makes Mass Effect interesting is the journey and the journey is only made interesting by interacting with people like Garrus and like Morden and like Rex and and other off the wall characters like Saeed Masani or Kasumi Goto or you know all these other cool characters that yeah. you sort of uh, bring along the way. Um, it sounds like they're gonna sort of take it. Uh, I, th- I think it's set about. Uh, what uh, a few a few years after the 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 end of three? Um, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, sorry, no, a few a few more than a few. Six hundred years. I've just looked it up. <laughs> but uh, I think I think what's what will be interesting is is how much they retain in terms of the formula and how much they uh, how much new stuff they bring in. And I think that's probably going to be the biggest challenge that that they have with this game is that you know. The, the, the core tenets of, of, of being able to level up the, the, the whole level, uh, uh, leveling up system, obviously they need to retain and build on, which is very cool. Uh, I'd like to see more weapon customization because I think it's always been a weakness when you compare it to other RPGs. Um, I'd love them to bring in a crafting system because I think that's something Mass Effect would, would actually benefit from. But uh, the core stuff, relationships, the core stuff, great storytelling – uh, it's it's that new stuff. Like how do they how do they sort of take the genre uh, a few leaps forward? Because if you look at it, role playing games aren't kind of very different now. From, I mean, they're, they're bigger and more layered and more complex. Yes, and they're longer and and but it's all a little bit like like even take The Witcher Three, which I haven't you know so, 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 sort of yet delved into deeply. But as good as it is, it's also kind of you know. A really, really, really good story behind the, uh, a gameplay setup of Skyrim, if that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> you yes. know, it's just a huge Skyrim, if, if you think about it. Um, 
but uh, but but look, I mean, either way, I I am excited. It is still something I'm going to play regardless. I just I just hope they keep the the core stuff that works. Mm. <laughs> it was it's almost like if it wasn't called Mass Effect, you know, it'd basically be it'd basically have the same um, friend system that you see in Dragon Age and Mass Effect, where your group is so important to the story. I mean. Uh, I've, I recently, not recently, but a few months ago, I finished Dragon Age Inquisition, which is obviously Bioware again. That that is a nice. fantastic game. Um, um, but yeah, anything Bioware does seems to be um, gold dust, especially with the two the two big um, franchises they got, which is Dragon Age and uh, Mass Effect. And obviously, we talked about Star Wars, um, Knights of the Old Republic as well. But yeah, it, the con- the seem to have define the combat a bit more. I mean, do you know? Do you know in the first three, if you wanted to use technology, you were vanguard, but you still pretty much you just used guns basically. You, it was just all the same stuff, but you just had different stats, but you weren't forced to do anything. It seems from the newest gameplay footage that they're trying to make you want to use like technology and explosions, and it's not it's not magic. It's like it's crazy stuff, isn't it? Um, but yeah, yeah. It's, it seems to be defining the roles more, which is better. And um, hopefully the character customization is a bit better, as you said. I mean, if I want to play as a sniper, I want perks for playing as a sniper, um, and so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, it, it it seems to be... I think there's not many details confirmed about it. That is like you either play as the brother or sister in the story, and the, the, the other... Um, sibling plays a part in the story and it you're called the Pathfinder I believe um, and it seems like your job is to find a new home for the human race which sounds pretty pretty goddamn awesome it sounds like what yeah. No Man's Sky should have been <laughs> um, but yeah Andromeda it's coming out it's coming out in March. Um, I can't remember. I don't think. I think it's March 30th or something like that. Um, I should really check this, but anyway, screw it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 coming out in March, I think. Um, and anyone who's not played Mass Effect in and is kind of intrigued, um, play just try and play through the trilogy before the new one comes out. It, it it's a it's a trilogy that deserves to be played, and it it it's definitely up there and hopefully we haven't at, spoiled at the very least, no 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 good at the very least play two at the very least play two because i mean yes. mass effect 2 as a as a as a as a standalone sort of game yes fair enough you might you might lose a couple of details but there's hmm. the, there's something incredibly compelling in, in in how that 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 story uh comes live and and, and the experience of it yeah basically one basically one it it kind of explains that the world doesn't like humans and then it's basically about fixing the human relationship with with other worlds and stuff like that and then there's some asshole who betrays the the, the council of aliens or whatever um it, it, it's in, it's interesting but i mean if you get in the the lifts on mass effect one are enough to not play that game the lifts on that game, you were stuck in for about 10 minutes as a loading screen. <laughs> or, or elevators to Americans and whoever uses that term, but Jesus. Elevators and lifts on the first one are bad. But yeah, as as Mark, as you said, Mark, number two, 
just play number two. It's enough. It's enough. And I think we got we got to give away the end into three. But number two, uh, the suicide mission, we didn't do it justice. You you can only experience that by playing that mission. It's fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Um, I but agree. yeah, that that's all I've got on the agenda, Marco. Um, any plugs from you? Uh, well, I'm just sort of uh, uh, obviously check out the 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 main Anvil Index pod because uh, you know uh, between myself and Kate and Kareem we uh, we we host that alternate weeks and we're trying to obviously keep uh, keep things interesting as um, as our as our beloved football team continues to to impress us. Uh, yes, fair enough. One or two mixed results of late, but I mean still it's it's they are sitting in second place at at the time of speaking now, so that's that's not exactly unimpressive. Um I also want to give a shout out to the AI comic guys for the year end awards wrap up. Please vote in the polls and please listen to the to the episode before you do so that uh, you can listen to my argument and then vote for all mine. <laughs> He picks Deadpool in most of them. You'll you'll get it right. <laughs> that, that's exactly uh, what I did. <laughs> yeah. Just just pick Deadpool and the you pick you had to get Doc Strange a couple of times. So it's, it's, it's he got a mixed bag there. I listened I listened to like half of it um, this afternoon when it was blowing a gasket out, uh, blowing like a tornado outside walking my dog. <laughs> so it was distracting as I was trying to hold onto my hat, listening to you three talk about um, <laughs> all your award ceremonies. Um, but I haven't, I haven't watched Walking Dead. I fell out with that series a long time ago. <laughs> oh, in the, 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 Hey, I, 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 I get it. I guess um, I've just, I, I've got a lot more patience for the show, but I, I actually do, I do get if people walk away from it, finding that, um, pardon the pun. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yes, I, I will revisit it sometime. I mean, um, is it N- Nagan who's came in? He seems like he's given it a new lease on life, the show. So I may, I may have to watch back up to that bit. Um, but yeah, check out, check out the comic pod. It's fantastic. Stu and Rory cool. do a fantastic job and Marco on this week's award show. It was fantastic. Um, Thank you. but yeah, uh, uh, pods for, uh, there. Uh, plugs from me. Uh, as you know, I've replaced Kalon as the AI pod whore. We discussed that on the <laughs> post-match face-off. Um, I, I'll be I'll be everywhere. I think I did an academy this week that came out today. I was on face-off after the uh, Everton game. I was filling in for the Everton fan. Um, I was I wasn't allowed to act like an Everton fan, which disappointed me. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, I'm on two pods and I imagine I'll be on some in the coming days. But yeah, I'd just like to say a big thank you for joining me, Marco. Pleasure, pleasure. This is all, um, both these uh, series are, are, are massively, uh, uh, pardon that pun, uh, impor- <laughs> important to me and just, you know, the, 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 these are some of the best games. <laughs> yeah, the, the, these are just some of the best games I've played. And, and, and really, just like, I, I want to encourage anyone who hasn't played them, play them. And, and, and play, uh, well, one more gem, Republic Commander. If you haven't played Republic Commander, it's a gem. It's an absolute gem. Um, play that Star Wars game. It's very cool. Good stuff, good stuff. And, um, to everyone who's listened this, um, yeah, obviously we've only, we've only just recently started this new journey of video games and, um, 
I've ri- I've written a couple of articles in the new year. I promise I will write more. And I know I know many people don't read them, but I will write more. I need I need them for me more than you. <laughs> I need to build my portfolio <laughs> stuff. And you never know. Trev Dowdy might write them with the new yeah. AI Audible, which is fantastic idea. Okay. I Take mean, that out. Uh, yes, just check that out. Check that out, uh, and just finally have a me- well. We may be releasing this after Merry after Christmas, but happy. Hope you all had a good Christmas slash Merry Christmas, and I hope you all have a fantastic New Year. And we'll be back in the New Year discussing. Well, we may. I reckon we should do an our own award ceremony on the games of 2016. I think that'll be the next pod. But nice. thanks for listening, everybody. Happy holidays. Goodbye. Cheers. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.